Lovely listener, welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Self Care Podcast. I'm Chelsea, your host, and today we are talking about a topic that I kind of like to nerd out over, and it is time management. Because how many times have you told yourself, I don't have time to practice self care, I don't have time to work out, I don't have time to meal prep, I don't have time to take a bath, I don't have time to read a book goes on and on and on. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Now, I also understand the I don't have time for that rhetoric. I say it to myself a lot, but newsflash for you all, everyone on the freaking planet is busy in their own way. It doesn't matter if you think you are busier than everybody else. Everybody has their own definition of busy. All right, glad we cleared that up. So a lot of times on this podcast, I'm reminding you that I'm not a mental health expert or a trained therapist or counselor or any of that. Well, when it comes to time management, I am going to call myself a bit of an expert. It is a skill of mine. I am incredibly organized and I am very good at managing my time, even if I tend to overschedule myself. I have been able to work multiple jobs while being a full-time student in college and in graduate school, and I started my career working multiple jobs as well, and I still, to this day, technically have multiple jobs. I teach Pilates, I am manager for the studio, I teach at another studio for bar, I have this podcast and the society that goes along with it, my own little health life coaching business. And I have another podcast with a friend, The Real Life Show Living with a Chronic Illness. I have a lot on my plate. I realize it. I enjoy being busy to some extent. I like having things to do. I like challenging myself. And so, yeah, my schedule can be quite full. But while I have all that going on, over the years, I have learned many tricks to actually open up a lot more flexibility into my schedule than I may have otherwise. And we're going to talk about those tricks today. Spoiler, y'all, I had the entire morning completely off today. This is my day off from teaching, and I did not start doing anything sort of work-related until like one o'clock this afternoon. I had the whole morning to myself, and it's because of my time management. So I do know what I'm talking about. All right, so if you're like, I'm busy, I don't know where to fit stuff in, the first thing that I want you to do, your homework for this episode, maybe there'll be one episode where I don't give you quote-unquote homework, but for right now, I'm, it's not looking good. I'm going to give you lots of tasks so that you could actually implement this. So your homework is to pay attention to how you're spending your freaking time because, I hate to say it, but you probably know this is true. How much of your time are you spending scrolling mindlessly through whatever social media app has your attention at the mo- at the moment? I really only do Instagram and Facebook. I do not understand the TikToks, and that's why I call it the TikTok because I just I just don't I don't get it. I don't really do Snapchat anymore. I, I, I'm an Instagram and a Facebook person through and through, and I find myself scrolling through those places mindlessly. There's something about those 
damn reels on Facebook that I just keep scrolling through for hours and hours on end. It's not good. That being said, notice how you're spending your time. Notice, pay attention. If you're like, I I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea how I'm spending my time. I have no freaking clue. Couple places that you could start with. You could pull out the notes app on your phone or an actual piece of paper, but we always have our phones on us. You might lose the piece of paper or have it be across the room and start writing down what you're doing and how long it's taking you. Maybe you're like, okay, I woke up at seven o'clock. I lied in bed for 15 minutes and then it took me 30 minutes to get dressed and get ready and then I ate breakfast for another 30 minutes. It took me 30 minutes to drive to work. Like you kind of getting getting the the gist here. Tell yourself, write down, record how you are spending your time. Notes app on your phone. Write it in a Word doc on your computer. Send it to an email on yourself. Text it to yourself. Text it to a trusted friend. Send it to me in an Instagram message at the mindful self-care. I almost forgot what my Instagram handle was for a second. At the mindful self-care. Send it to me. But keep track of it. You could also use a paper planner or you could use Google Calendar or whatever online calendar you want. It doesn't matter, but start keeping track of how you are spending your time and then go back and look at how you're spending your time and ask yourself, did this make me feel good? Chances are the scrolling on social media is not actually making you feel any better. We millennials, I am a millennial, I was born in 1994, (laughs) I'm a young millennial, we are very good at disassociating using social media. I know for me, scrolling through social media, while being a great distraction from whatever thoughts I'm having, whatever's going on in my life, and sometimes that's needed, often it doesn't actually help me feel any better. Picking up a book is a distraction, that helps me feel better. So noticing what are you doing with your time? Is that helping you? Is that hurting you? Another way that you can start looking at your day and how you're spending your time is what tasks are giving you energy and what tasks are taking energy away from you. I mentioned earlier that I manage the Pilates studio that I work at. And earlier this year, when I was going through a whole bunch of burnout and I was really reflecting on what changes I needed to make and how I was spending my time in order to feel better throughout my day, throughout my week, throughout the month, I noticed that I freaking hate doing social media for businesses. And yes, I say that as an entrepreneur who has multiple businesses and must use social media to share when podcast episodes come out or share about community happenings. Yes, I have to do it sometimes, but I do not like it. It is something that I'm not a huge fan of doing. And so I found another instructor at our studio to do it. The the owner and I talked about it. We found somebody else. I passed that off to somebody else. It's, it's now their problem. It's not mine. And I'm so much happier for it. And you bet that if I make enough money that I want to start paying a virtual assistant to do social media for me, that will be one of the first things that I outsource for my business. If anyone is listening and wants to do it for free or stupid cheap, just for fun, because you love it, let me know. If that's a skill you have, I want to know about it. But look at your time. We've looked at where you're kind of wasting time, what's actually not helpful, what's taking your energy. Where can we add in more time to do activities that give you energy? 
Now, if you have been in the self-help space and you've listened to podcasts or read books, some of them may have told you that if you want time for yourself, you got to wake up at the crack of freaking dawn to do it. You got to wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. You should have this long, complicated, luxurious morning routine to set yourself up for the day. Well, I'm going to tell you that I hate mornings. I fucking hate mornings. And I will never wake up earlier than 7.30 unless I actually have to for something. Now, I am saying that as someone who does not have kids yet. So I'll let you know in a few years if that changed. It probably has. But as of right now, I am not a morning person. I do not wake up early unless I have a client at the studio or a class that I need to get to. I'm sleeping until 7.30, That's what works for me in my body. I'm a sleeper. I prioritize that. I do not schedule things early in the morning for a reason. But for you, it might feel really good to wake up and do things early in the morning. Or maybe you're a mom and you're like, yeah, no, the only time I'm going to get where my kids aren't around and me and you have to deal with your kids might be early in the morning or after they've gone to bed. So I am not here to tell you when you need to make that time, but look at it within your schedule. Where are pockets of time? Can you cut a meeting a little bit short? Could you outsource cleaning to somebody else so you can get the few hours back? Do you need to get takeout twice or three times a week or whatever to get that time that you were spending cooking in the kitchen back? And so that kind of leads into some of the strategies that I like to help people with when it comes to managing your time, looking at how you're spending your time, analyzing what's working, what's not working, and then asking for help, setting boundaries, and saying no. And those are, again, three topics that are that are they're pretty in-depth. They will have their own podcast episode just for them coming very soon in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for those, or I should say an ear out. But you look at how you're spending your time. You try to get rid of the things that are wasteful, the things that aren't actually helping you, that are just, you're just filling time and it's not, nothing's actually being accomplished. And scrolling through social media might be a really good break for you. I like to spend my lunch breaks listening to podcasts or audiobooks and playing a Harry Potter gem matching game on my phone because I'm a giant Harry Potter nerd and I like checking out during that time. But most of the time when I have my chill time, I want it to be not necessarily something that's quote unquote productive, but something that really recharges me like like reading a book, as I've mentioned before. And then as you keep diving in, you look at, okay, what things can I get rid of? What do you actually not need to be doing? What can you say no to? What can you ask for help for? Where can you set boundaries? When it comes to self-care and managing your time, I think that boundaries are one of the best tools that you can use. And while there again, there'll be a whole episode diving into boundaries, setting them, all that stuff, I think time boundaries is a a huge, important thing for your self-care. 
I'm someone who, for my job being a group fitness instructor, personal trainer, Pilates instructor, I can work all hours of the day, (laughs) all days of the week. (laughs) And there was a time that I did uh, when I first finished school and I was starting my career. I worked six days a week. I worked Monday through Saturday. I might not be working necessarily eight hours every single day at the time, but I was I was working long days, early mornings, late nights, and weekends. And I needed and wanted a day for myself to spend with my husband, to spend with friends, to just be able to lie on my couch and not have to do anything, to not have to wake up and be somewhere. And so I picked Sunday. I picked Sunday because that was the day that I really didn't have anything scheduled. And so I just, I do not work on Sundays. And that is a rule that I keep to this day. It's actually become kind of a routine for me and my husband. It's our day to spend time together. I secretly kind of hate it when there's family or friend events or holidays that pop up where we celebrate on Sunday because I'm like, dang it that's my day. And I'm always still kind of working on how do I set good boundaries or make up that time? Because it is the day that I just love to sleep in, make a breakfast that just tastes really yummy, take some time making breakfast, drink a cup of coffee slowly, because I want to enjoy it, not because I desperately need the caffeine in the morning. And just chill. Maybe I watch movies all day. Maybe I work on our house. Maybe we clean and we do laundry. Maybe I do a tiny bit of work if I really, 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 really want to, but it's my day to chill. And I am super, super protective over that day. If somebody is like, oh, can you do this on Sundays? Can you cover this class? Can you pick up this client? My answer is a hard no, not going to happen. And in the almost five years since I've made myself that rule, I maybe have broken it less than five times. And it was very, very intentional. And I very much thought through that decision of adding something to my schedule on a Sunday. So that's how I've set that boundary. Over time, again, I've got an appointment-based career, appointment-based schedule. I've had to learn not to accept clients um, earlier than 7 a.m., And I honestly only have early mornings two days a week because as I mentioned earlier, I am a sleep fanatic. I love sleep. I am not a morning person. And so for me, setting those boundaries of I do not do early mornings more than two days a week, which for right now is my Tuesday and my Thursday, we're all good there. I'm now kind of trying to continue to adjust those boundaries. Uh, I work a lot of evenings and I'm kind of trying to slowly minimize how many evenings I'm working too, so that way I can be able to go out to dinner with friends, see family after school, after the work day and hang out with my husband and like be home to make dinner for once and not have to rush through it or eat super late. So that's kind of how I've started to set boundaries within my schedule. So I mentioned earlier you have so many different options of how you do this. It can be just a piece of paper. It can be an app on your phone. Google Calendars is a really popular calendar app out there that I hear a lot of people using. There's a ton of other stuff. I am a paper planner person. I like being able to write it down. It makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, I like to-do lists. I like crossing things off. I like the physical planner. And then I'm never worried about did something sync from my computer to my phone or vice versa. 
And I use Passion Planner, and I've been using this since I was in college. I've been using it for almost 10 years. It's my favorite planner. I haven't found anything that I like more than this. And it's got lots of different options. It has academic ones. It's got regular calendar year ones. It's got um, physical ones. There's even some online downloadable ones. There's kind of a the one that I use has a monthly spread and then a weekly spread where I'm really able to dictate what I'm doing every hour and set aside breaks and block off time as I need to. And there's also an online version. If you can't tell, I really, really love it. I do have a discount code for it and a discount link. It'll be in the show notes. If you're interested, um, you get a little discount. I get a little commission. Yay. Um, so if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. Go buy a passion planner. Otherwise, that is the tool that I use. And it really has helped me be able to keep track of multiple jobs, multiple schedules, multiple to-do lists, and be able to figure out what is the best use of my time, including where do I need to be taking breaks. So I mentioned in the last episode, the mindset episode, that I had a kind of a very challenging, busy, draining kind of most of my past year. And while there was a lot of good things that happened, like getting married and buying a house and, and all that stuff, it just ended up being a big toll on my energy levels. And I'm still kind of recovering from that. Well, my planner has been a big help, a big tool in me figuring out, okay, what's working in my life and what's not working. And I'm someone that if I see something scratched off visually, I'm a very visual person, I'm less likely to schedule things. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling especially tired and I was grumpy and my husband very lovingly, <laughs> but sternly told me I needed to take a break and I needed to chill and I just needed to maybe take some time off or take more time to rest and kind of chill out. And so I listened to him and I was like, yeah, you actually are making a really good point. I'm working a ton. I'm working what feels like all the time. I feel like I'm always on call. So I went into my planner and on Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings, I blocked off that time and I am self-employed. I get to pick my schedule. So I do have the freedom for that. So you might not be able to go in and just block off two mornings a week. Uh, but that's what I needed. I work really, really long days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so knowing that after that long day, I have an entire morning to sleep in and recharge and take care of me is actually really comforting and really nice. Uh, so that's my current experiment. And this leads me into... Managing your time is truly an experiment. Most of what practicing self-care is, is an experiment. That's why it's kind of practicing self-care. Like they say, oh, we practice medicine. Doctors practice medicine because you never know what you're going to get. Everything's a little different. Every body is a little different. And that, that's kind of what self-care is. Every one of you listening to this podcast might get something different from each and every episode. You might even get something different if you come back and re-listen to them later on. So it's a process. It's a practice. It's one that I'm always looking at. I'm always looking at how am I using my time? Efficiency is something that I really value in my life. So I'm always looking at where can I be more effective? Where can I be more efficient? Where can I kind of, quote unquote, trim the fat? Where can I cut out something that's taking energy from me? Where can I 
add more joy to my life? Where can I schedule something? Where can I set aside time for me? So that is what time management, in my opinion, is all about. It's being aware of your time and giving yourself the flexibility that you need to, to make yourself feel good. I'm someone who likes to be pretty scheduled, pretty regimented. You might be listening to this being like, I can't just decide how I'm going to be spending my time from one day to the next. It's all just different. And that's okay too. And you don't have to necessarily plan things out ahead or block off time ahead of time for you to be able to practice self-care or do things that bring you joy and bring you energy. But knowing where you have those pockets of time, those flexibility to do that, even if it changes week to week, day by day, can make a really, really big difference. So to close out, your homework for this episode is to look at how you're spending your time, track it, write it down, keep track of it in an app, use a planner, whatever you want, and then go back and look at how you're spending your time and ask yourself if that's actually helping you, if it's hurting you, if it's taking energy from you, if it's giving you energy, and then how can you adjust how you're spending your time by switching out activities, maybe reading a book or watching a movie or talking to a friend instead of scrolling through social media? Where can you say no to something to free up more time? Where can you ask for help? And what boundaries can you set? Again, we're going to dive in deeper to asking for help, saying no and setting boundaries in the next few episodes. So keep an ear out for those. Otherwise, if you have questions, if this was helpful for you, if you want me to dive in deeper to any of the areas that we talked about today, please let me know. You can message me at the mindful self care on Instagram and I will get your message and you have a fantastic rest of your day. I can't wait to hear how Managing your time kind of helped you practice self-care a little bit more. And I will be back in your ear soon with our next topic. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also send this episode to a friend who you think would benefit from the information. It's a great way to help us grow and help us reach more people. If you want to connect with other like-minded self-care focused individuals, you can follow us on Instagram at the mindful self-care, or you can join the mindful self-care society. It's a great place to connect with others, gain some additional resources, and really help make sure that self-care is a focus in your life. So you can always feel your best. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon.